Hello, and welcome to the Booksmarts podcast, where we talk about publishing data and technologies and send you away with some insights that will help you sell more books. I'm your host, Joshua Talent. So this week on the Booksmarts podcast, I'm excited to talk with Emma Watson, who is the account manager at Perlego. Uh, Emma is, uh, and I have been chatting a little bit about subscription services and things because Perlego is a uh, ebook subscription platform that's based in the UK. Uh, Emma, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Joshua. Yeah, this is pretty cool because I, you know, I haven't talked about uh, subscription platforms before yet on the podcast. I like talking about new things. I always <laughs> talk about metadata and things like that. So let's talk about uh, pers- uh, subscriptions. So um, we actually did a webinar with you guys um, for our Firebrand clients because you're one of the partners we send data to and uh, kind of got the ball rolling on this kind of conversation. So I, I want to just talk to you about kind of the, the purpose behind subscription models and and kind of how this stuff works. And and also you guys are big into helping publishers avoid ebook piracy. So let's start there and then we can talk about subscriptions as well. So what are kind of the root causes of ebook piracy and why does it seem uh, from your perspective to be getting worse right now? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I think it's a pretty complex issue and there's quite a few reasons why and I'm sure for those that are trying to you know download and access books free of charge there's different reasons for different people and maybe a bit of column a a bit of column b um one of the reasons I think is and this is often the most touched upon reason affordability you know in the textbook market it's increased by like 800 percent over the past 30 years um I'm sure it's the same across the world but the cost of living is, is, is going up so they're quite an obvious, you know, quite obvious reasons. But I think the reasons that people perhaps don't think of is um, accessibility. That's a very broad term for a variety of, you know, uh, ways in which people try and access books. You know, they might only need part of the book. That might be because if you're a student, you know, you need a few pages for your particular module. I mean, I did a, an English and French degree and I had a lot of recommended books to read. And, you know, I didn't get around to reading them all. And if I did... I'd only need a paragraph, you know, to quote a certain critic. So there's that kind of use case. Um, but also, you know, sometimes it's a rights issue. You know, the books aren't available in your territory, um, but they're available in the States, perhaps, but not in the UK. Um, I was reading about uh, this TikTok trend. It's really interesting. It was about how young people, I say young people, <laughs> Gen Z, uh, are being encouraged to, you know, read and return books to Amazon, which I think is a really fascinating concept of returning an ebook. I hadn't really, I don't know if you've encountered yeah. that before, but sort of, yeah, that TikTok is kind of, or, or influences on TikTok are re- really, you know, um, encouraging that kind of uh, usage. So huh. accessibility is a broad, um, a, bro- a broad topic, I would say, in, in terms of piracy. Yeah, that's interesting. I Wow, they, TikTok influencers should not be telling people to return their ebooks like that. That's uh, so. Yeah, that's it's an interesting point too. I mean, when you when we say accessibility in publishing, obviously for for ebooks, usually that has a, its own kind of connotations. But what you're talking about is is accessibility in a br- much broader sense, which I think is really important for us uh, to understand. You know, people want to read what they want to read when they want to read it or they need to read what they need to read when they need to read it, right? So this, you know, that's an interesting kind of approach to, to remember that, especially from an education standpoint, there's a there's different needs and different desires even on the consumer or the reader part. So, uh, yeah. So what is, uh, on, the, on the ebook piracy side, just kind of continue that down that line, 
What do you guys see when in, I'm assuming you're doing some research at Perlego about this? Where where are people getting access to files right now? What's the kind of uh, what kind of places should publishers be aware of as as sources of pirated content? Yeah, it's one of those things that's a bit of a it's a bit of a tip of the iceberg, you know, when you start looking into it. And I can't claim to <laughs> know all the pirate sites out there, but you know, we, we do look into sort of you know, similar web, if, if it's like an add-on you can use on Google to kind of see traffic and things. And that's a really interesting tool that, you know, it's a free Google add-on, <laughs> not really yeah. pushing anything, but um, it's, yeah, you, know, you can see really, really high volumes of traffic to the likes of uh, Z Library or um, Z Library, Sci-Hub, PDF Drive, there's some, you know, the major ones. But effectively, if you go back to how consumers and people tend to find things for free, They'll type what they want, you know, the name of the book, maybe the author, maybe not. Mm. And then they'll add free or they'll add PDF or free ebook or free download. Um, and so whatever comes up on the web is what they're going to find. So often, as I say, it's these kind of key sites. But I mean, I've read stories and sort of, you know, so there's something I've looked into quite a lot, you know, um, WhatsApp, WeChat, um, mm many ways that piracy can be or, or pirated versions can be disseminated um yeah they're some of the key websites i would sort of say are the most well known interesting yeah and that whole searching on google thing i'm just i'm looking for a free pdf of such and so book or looking for a free ebook of such and so book that's a pretty straightforward thing. Most people use Google or some other search engine for stuff anyway. They don't know where to start themselves. So, you know, it's not like most people are going to go uh, looking at specific sites or going to go looking in general. So, so, yeah. so how, do, how do you think um, subscription models help uh, this process, this problem? Obviously, if people are trying to get free content, uh, what, what's a subscription model going to do to help a publisher with mm -hmm. that? I think it's subscription, but it's also the access-based approach you know we're talking about people wanting what they what they want or what they need kind of two separate things but let's say what they want or what they need when they want it and how they need it you know those kind of categories that's where the access based model i believe really comes in um because you know if if you want to buy an ebook or a print book in perpetuity and you need it you know day in day out for your I don't know, you, you could be a student or you could be a practitioner, you could be just wanting to have the book on your shelf, you're going to buy it. But if you just need a part, part of that book, and, you know, even the most affordable publishers out there that are, you know, and, and most publishers I speak to are really cognizant and really want people to pay for their books, of course. So they'd be incredibly affordable. Um, even if a book, say, I don't know, $7, $5, incredibly affordable, if you just need a paragraph of that book or maybe even a quote are you going to pay seven dollars i don't think many people would i think that's still it's still steep given the amount of the book that the user is looking for so it's in those instances where people are looking for part of the book mm -hmm. that that's where access base models which you know um lend themselves well to subscription and the ability to pay x amount every month or you know whatever cadence that's where they come in useful and that's where you know for Pelego, for example, we're able to, you know, generate revenue from that part of the market that otherwise gets lost. Yeah. And it, it's, it'd be similar to microtransactions that you see in gaming, where I'm, I'm playing a video game and I have a, a desire to get this one thing. And so I'm going to uh, spend my three coins that happen to cost me 20 cents in real money or whatever. It's a, 
it's a model that allows me as the consumer to have control over what I'm consuming, but mm. also still allows the creator of that content or that thing to uh, to gain the value of uh, of that as well. And, and so, yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting kind of approach to things. I, I, obviously, uh, subscription models work um, in a variety of ways in publishing. We see obvious on the ebook side. There's uh, there's library subscription uh, platforms, mm -hmm. you know, OverDrive and things like that. Um, so when we're looking at the, at the market and uh, what do you see as the major concerns publishers have, what have you heard publishers can, uh, saying about subscription models that, uh, that they're worried about that subscription model doing? Yeah. I mean, there are many other players in the market other than Pelago and obviously everyone has different business models and different ways of doing things. But, you know, before I've said any words to anyone, I'm kind of just mention the word that we are a subscription based or subscription platform the concern tends to be the value of the book you know and that the, the concern that if you're you don't have a unit price necessarily on the book or, or some some do but it, uh, at palego it's more of a revenue share model um that that would do devalue the cost of the book that's that's a concern particularly that we see but i think subscription in general um I don't know, it's interesting because you, you see subscription across so many parts of our lives, right? You know, we, most people have a Netflix, a Spotify, maybe a gym account. I do think that there's perhaps a little fear that it's going to take over everything, that everything will be, uh, you know, <laughs> and we'll yeah. be able to subscribe to every element of our life. And perhaps there's something a bit insidious about that, that, that if that creeps into publishing, you know, what next? So I, I think there's an element of the, <laughs> of the sci-fi potentially when you're, you know, discussing, discussing subscription, um, particularly with, you know, really well-esteemed, really long-running publishing houses. Um, yeah. I, I... I'm concerned that it devalues the content in some way and sets it apart as like now, just like, yeah, this is actually, it's something that we've, we've talked about a lot in publishing over the years. You know, I have an ebook that is uh, of a textbook, right? It's a textbook, uh, but I want, I want to sell or it's a, a monograph of some kind. It's some, or, you know, it's a, uh, some sort of uh, combined work, consolidated, mm -hmm. uh, edit, edited volume. And so we've got a lot of chapters. We could break them up and put them into, you know, sell them individually. Uh, but what's the value of that one chapter compared to the value of the whole book? And so we, we kind of have this, it's kind of a different model than you see in, say, music, right? Spotify has taken over music and, and now you can, uh, listen to one track, uh, you know, one song from a from an album instead of having to buy the whole CD uh, mm. or the whole the whole eight track or whatever it happens to be. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a different kind of approach with publishing because we we put a lot of time and effort into this one book, um, yeah. into the whole book, and the whole book means something, and the whole book has value, um, and we don't want necessarily uh, people having that ability to devalue the content. So I can totally see how a publisher looking at the subscription models would be concerned about that, especially if it's a subscription and I'm only going to be giving them, you know, getting a very small piece of the pie when they're accessing the entire thing. Um, so I guess that's where you could potentially uh, break up content, you know, and it will, you know, obviously maybe even limit the types of content that you put into a subscription service. Are you seeing publishers doing that where they're saying, well, we're going to value the, the entire book at a certain amount and also value each individual piece of the book or the more popular pieces of the book or the more, more necessary pieces of the book in a, in a different way as well so that those can be accessible and we can get the, gain the value for that piece as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't, 
personally on play go sort of split the book you know if a book if a publisher is delivering us a title the book will be available in its entirety but i i have seen and i can't think of the names um but there are other players in the market that do offer sort of parts of the book and to you know appeal to that partial appetite for part of the book uh, or that need for part of the book and i think it's a really interesting um approach i think it's perhaps limiting you know like if someone wants they need chapter one let's say for their reading and you they just whatever the model may be on the other platforms they they pay x amount let's say to acquire chapter one of an economics book let's say however had they actually been able to access the full amount of the book they might have thought ah chapter eight has a really interesting nugget that I want to put in my essay. And actually they start talking about chapter seven. I think it can be quite limiting in terms of how, because I think if you pay, I don't, I don't, I have no idea, I'm spitballing here, but let's say yeah. someone pays $5 for chapter one, they might put them off, you know, what, what are the chances they'll pay for chapter seven that they don't know if they're right. going to want or need. However, had they had the, you know, access to the full book, yeah, they might have actually engaged with more and generated more revenue. So I think it can be limiting in that sense. So what do you think about, uh, you know, when publishers trying to uh, connect more with consumers, how can a subscription model help a publisher become more understood as uh, as a resource for a specific person, for a consumer? You know, one of the problems we've had in publishing for so long is that uh, you know, publishers publish their books and they, uh, they're they sold by other companies. And the, the, so publishers don't have as much direct consumer access. And so it's harder for them to really build a brand in a sense with those uh, consumers. Now, if I'm selling my my eBooks through a subscription service, how can I as a, as a publisher gain the benefit of that, of building a relationship with those consumers and maybe marketing better to them or at least understanding them better if nothing else so that I can then create better content to meet their needs. How does subscription help with that maybe? Mm. I, again, I think it's more the access and the subscription if we're gonna <laughs> play semantics on it. I, I think access allows the ability to garner data from users yeah. in terms of how books are being accessed. And that's pretty crucial, I think, in terms of, you know, as, as I say, let's say someone is accessing chapter one, but they're accessing a little bit of chapter seven. Why didn't they go for, you know, four to, sorry, <laughs> two to six um what why why has that user skipped four chapters what is the use case and what are we seeing as a trend and a pattern and that information that we can provide you know for example at Palego back to back to publishers is is like it's gold dust you know it, it's it's the information that you would have to sit in someone's living room <laughs> and watch them read the book to yep. to collect so I think it's data that access can allow you to you know, gather and then return to publishers. And that's because you're, you know, as a subscription platform, as an access-based platform, you you can see how and when users are accessing really, you know, granular, specific parts of the book. Yeah, and aggregated over many titles over time, you start to see patterns that evolve that, you know, in this book, we've noticed that the chapters on these topics are most important to people or mm -hmm. seem to be getting the most traction. So how can we how can we hit that market? How can we, you know, address that need more and find other other works to discuss that? Yeah, that's that's a great. The you know, data mining is always. Uh, here I go with talking about data again. <laughs> this seems to be what my podcast is always about. But it, but it is a really important 
part of the publishing process, I think. Uh, and yeah, a subscription model does seem like it would give you a, a platform that gives you that kind of data uh, could be helpful for you as a publisher. Um, if nothing else, just allowing you to see where people are, what people are reading, even if it doesn't allow you to target them specifically, it does allow you to to know what they're reading and what they care about. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think in terms of future, you know, future planning, if there are certain trends you're seeing and you're perhaps planning on focusing on a different discipline or a different subtopic, it, it might be worth, you know, assessing that data to then inform future commissioning, editorial decisions. I think in the long term, you know, everyone wants to make user consumer centric decisions. You know, that's best business um, and access based models can help can help achieve that. Yeah. And that's even for backlist titles too. You know, backlist mm -hmm. has become very important for publishers over the last couple of years, as we've seen mm -hmm. the percentage of sales of, of books has uh, obviously it's very weighted toward backlist and mm -hmm. as online sales have pushed that even more, uh, you know, having more data about what people are reading right now, what are people interested in right now, even if you're not targeting those specific books for marketing, knowing that in the last month, we, you know, we've seen an uptick in the number of people who are reading uh, you know, topics about DEI or something like that, about or about the specific area of, uh, of you know, some sort of mathematical issue or whatever, that can help you market those books better in the general marketplace, right? So you get the data from the subscription uh, mm -hmm. model service and be able to use that to inform marketing and, and, and uh, advertising decisions you're making across your entire library. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is, it's all data informed. So, uh, and I'll point people back to episode three of the podcast where I talked with Gila Charles Gonzalez about this issue of being data informed, uh, not data driven, right? Having the idea that I can take data from a lot of different places and I can be informed about how that data will help me in other ways and not necessarily being driven by it, right? You know, I have to have to take the data and do something with it, but, but it's beneficial, right? Having good data really helps you as a publisher uh, engage things in, in a much more uh, you know, much more effective way. And this is just another data source uh, I could see very easily. So what are you guys doing at Perlego specifically? We've been talking mostly generically about kind of what's going on uh, with you know, subscriptions and stuff, but tell me a little bit about what Perlego does and, and how you help publishers with this process. So at Perlego, we are, well, what we're doing is we're going to Google, you know, we're going to the source when a consumer is, is typing in, you know, title, PDF, free download, we are really capitalizing on that behavior that we know students, but also general consumers are, are doing. You know, I say general consumers because you do see a ton of piracy on trade titles as well. And it's as much an issue for academic publishing as it is for trade publishing. So we effectively maximize the SEO on those pirate search terms. So by that, I mean the title plus, you know, 30 derivations of PDF, free download, free PDF, etc. So that when you know someone's searching for that, normally what would come up is a ton of pirate sites. But we want to make sure that the link to that book on Pelago is the top of the search results. It's the first thing they see. The user then clicks onto the link on Pelago. There is a two-week free trial. They can enjoy the books on Pelago. Um, and it really is the power of diversion and conversion, <laughs> I would say. Um, yeah, tapping into consumer habits, things that we all know that people do to generate um, revenue where revenue was not being made before for publishers. 
Yeah, I like that diversion and conversion. You know, it's it's uh, most people from all the studies that have been done. Most people are want to do the right thing. You know, they they need something in the moment. They've got some problem they need to con- need to fix. But but in reality, they don't necessarily want to you know steal from a publisher or from an author. They really just want to get access to what they need. So you give them the opportunity to divert into a, a valid way of getting access and and can and convince them that this is a better way to get it anyway because you get access mm-hmm. to so much more without having to go do those random searches and download some file that's probably got a virus in it or something else that you know mm-hmm. could cause problems for you <laughs> so that's great yeah it's we did some research um a couple of years ago in sort of how and in this case students perceive piracy and there's a stat that 88 percent of those interviewed did not uh did not associate downloading files for free as as criminal um, and I thought that's I think it's really interesting it's the point that there's a perceived difference between students in particular trying to get what they need for their courses or they need to supplement their courses and how they perceive other types of piracy and I, and I think that really hones in on what you're saying that they want to do the right thing they're not seeing that as I mean to be super binary and black and white a good or bad thing you know they're, they're trying to access what they need and if if we can help those people access what they need at the point when they need it, at the price point they can afford, and that is fair for kind of everyone involved, then absolutely. Because otherwise, you know, as you say, they could get viruses, you know, not get the quality of content that they need to achieve their, you know, academic goals, or you know, just read what they want to on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right, so we're out of time. Uh, thank you, Emma. I appreciate you taking some time with me. Tell tell everybody a little bit about uh, where they can learn more about what Perlego does and and uh, follow you guys online. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Perlego.com, that's P-E-R-L-E-G-O.com. And our Instagram, it's Perlego Books, at Perlego Books is the handle. So f- feel free to come and give us a, a follow. Um, there's also on the Perlego page, there's a publisher page at the bottom. So if you want to, submit that you'll come through to me and we can sort of go from there but there's sort of a publisher submit page if that's of interest to anyone but so um yeah thanks for listening to me <laughs> yeah thanks for joining me i appreciate it and i'll put those links in the show notes as well so people can click on yeah. those as well thanks joshua thanks for your time yeah that's it for this episode of the book smarts podcast if you like what you've heard you can leave a review or rating in apple Podcasts or spotify or wherever you listen uh, and also please share the podcast with your colleagues that might be interested in this topic or other topics we talk about uh, and if you have some topic suggestions or feedback about the show uh, you can email me at joshua at firebrandtech.com uh, thanks for joining me and getting smarter about your books 